0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Greeting Call podcast. I'm the host today, Jack Denny. I'm here with Ryan Chat, co host, and special star guest, Aaron Frierson. Howdy. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. What's up? Are y'all ready to round out the last episode of this series? let round, round it up. up. All right. So, um, through the series, we've been addressing the things that bind us down, and we have been combating that with what God says about us through scripture. And um, so, kind of a recap on where we've been in this series. Um, we talked on the lies of Satan. We talked about generational ties or habits passed down. Um, we talked on addiction. We had Ethan on for that one. And then our last episode was on lust, which it seemed like a lot of guys from from what I've heard, um, they really enjoyed that episode. And um, just thank you guys for reaching out and, and saying that it was helpful helpful to you, Um it was definitely one of the harder ones, I think, for us to mm-hmm. sit down and really dig into. And um, I think we had to address some things in our own lives just to, just yeah. to you know be vulnerable and um, get to that spot where we could share about it. So um, hopefully it was helpful for you all, and I know it was helpful for us. Um, and through this series, um, or I guess as we come to an end on this series today, we're going to talk about the pride of life and how that can um, just lead us to a place of spiritual bondage almost unknowingly. Um, So before we get started, Ryan or Aaron, do you want to kick us off in prayer? Uh, Sure. All right.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us all here together. And um, we just ask that you speak through us and allow us to project your word to these people that are listening and help us speak the truth that is your word and um just let us have a great time here t- together and we thank you for bringing us here. In Jesus name, I pray amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Aaron. So, we're going to jump back on this train. Um first John 2:16 says, "For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world." Um we hit on lust of the flesh or desires of the flesh. Um, then we talked on lust of the eyes, um, obviously last episode, we already said that, but, um, in talking about lust, um, you know, we, we wrapped our minds around that. So then, you know, here the pride of life is, is the very ending of that verse. You know, where does pride come from? What do you guys think? Like, maybe not where does pride come from, but let's define pride first. To me, I,
2: I think pride is the arrogance of thinking that you know more than God or that you know better than he does. You know, you know what's best for yourself. And I think a lot of times we, we may not consciously have the thought process of God is dumb and I know more than him, but the way we live our lives, we project it. Um, and so I think that's in, in my opinion, when he talks about the pride of life, um, I guess you could explain it in several different ways. But to me, that's where my thought goes is is just the simple fact of thinking that, you know, that you know more than God, that you're um, that you're wiser than the teachings that he's given us for generations.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. What do you think, Aaron?
1: Um, I would pride. say pride is the the wrong placement of faith. I think it's like we're ending up putting that faith in ourselves instead of the the confidence in Christ. It's like exactly what you're saying. It's just like I think I can handle it like not even questioning or thinking about going to God yeah. about a certain situation. That's yeah.
0: it. Yeah. And I, I think just, you know, attributes of of being prideful or I guess similarities, you know, boastful. Um, you know, when we're when we're arrogant. Holden, um, Holden got engaged tonight, so we'll give him a round of applause here. Congratulations. Um, but he always, you know, references Joby and, and other pastors use it, but it's that I got this mentality, um, that we as humans just possess. Um, and I think that, you know, that's a a part of the pride that, that we all have. And then, um, yeah, ultimately pride is just living for yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, Um, if
2: you think about it, really, it was the, it was the first sin Yeah, You know, it was, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, thinking that, you know, their their choices were smarter than the um, than the command that God gave them to not eat from the tree. You know, they saw a benefit that they felt was hidden from them when it was really a curse. Um, And it was due to the pride of, you know, wanting to know, you know, good and evil and all these different things that, you know, that put us in the position we're
0: in now yeah so yeah so true um and so how does that pride lead us ultimately to a place of spiritual bondage i know it's like it's kind of weird like when when we were planning this out or when i was thinking on it and um just trying to think about like how does that go hand in hand but um they tie in really well what do you guys think just pride and spiritual bondage
1: yeah um i think Pride can lead to bondage when you're trying to escape accepting responsibility. So like if you're trying to escape from responsibility, what you're trying to escape ends up enslaving you. And what I mean by that is like, say you're heartbroken, right? Like you you think, I'm going to go do these one night stands. I'm going to get this myself. Like it might hurt some other people, but I know I'll be all right. I got this. And then you end up being enslaved to that lust And it's all coming from a place of pride. Like I can do this. Like I know that I can handle my own heartbreak. And when you're enslaved by that, you're you're trapped and it's important to know what you trust in when you are trapped, because that ultimately becomes your God. Mm. So if you're trusting in yourself in all of that, it's going to lead to a place of deprivation and without feeling, I guess maybe filled. I I don't know. It's I just feel like trying to escape that responsibility is going to ultimately trap you in that spiritual marriage.
0: I think it's just emptiness that ultimately, um, you, you get to a point where you realize I don't have this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's just where our pride, you know, we're, we're in almost a bubble when we have, when we're so full of pride, um, that, you know, we're not acknowledging God. We're just, we're trying to fix things on our own. We're trying to find that satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And really that's bondage. I mean, you're trapped because, um, God created the world he created you for a greater purpose than just living for yourself. And so ultimately it's like, it's like bondage without even, you know, knowing that you're in bondage.
2: Yeah. I would say for me too, it pride, it, it hinders your ability to hear God's voice, Mm -hmm. you know, it it kind of, you know, dims down the, you know, the voice of God and it's not that God's not speaking, but when, when you become so prideful that your own thoughts become kind of your rule stick and the, the light for your path, you stop listening to the voice of God because you know so much more. And when you stop listening to the voice of God and you stop trying to hear the voice of God, you begin to forget what it sounds like and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you all of a sudden don't, you know, don't recognize what his wisdom is. Um, you know, anything else that comes through the door, a thought that's contrary to, to your belief or, or what you want to do at that point in time just kind of gets tossed out the window and it doesn't even come into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's where the biggest hindrance comes is is just that you know the more prideful you become and the longer you stay kind of in that you know in that bubble I guess you would say of pride the more difficult it is to hear the voice of god because you're not tuned into it
0: yeah i agree that's tuned. a good point yeah i think when we're we're so consumed with being no dolls um yeah it just puts us in a place of of not, almost not even willing, you know, in the first place you're not even willing to hear mm-hmm. God's voice if you're when you're so consumed with pride, but um maybe we we take a little turn here and talk about as a believer in Christ. Like, you know, I think I think a lot of people who are not believers, you know, the the whole MO of social media now is, you know, if you want it go get it, and, you know, mm-hmm. you can go make millions, you can do this and that, you can have this lifestyle. Um but as believers, you know, it's it's something that we don't like to sit and say, you know, man, that that was pride that got me. You know, we we want to feel like, or a lot of times we we think that like, oh, we've beat that because we are surrendered to Jesus. But as believers and those listening, you know, what are some areas maybe you guys feel like pride kind of comes to the surface in your own lives? I I would say for me and like my whole life, I've always been, I guess
2: you could say, business minded. Um, you know, I've always been very driven had a strong work ethic, and, you know, I think a lot of my pride has, you know, has just come from, you know, trying to prove myself to everybody else. Um, You know, like, I grew up in a really small community where everybody knew everybody, but I was kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, a, uh, I was placed there. You know, my family didn't grow up there. I was six when we moved there from out of state, And, you know, there's in those small towns, there's those cliques, you know, there's those cliques of people. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're not in that clique, you know, it can feel awkward, you know, especially as a kid. Um, and so I kind of took it upon myself from a young age of like, well, if I want to be accepted, I have to prove myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to prove that I'm worthy of, you know, hanging out with these people or, being in these groups or whatever, and this, you know, the only way that I can become accepted is, you know, becoming successful, you know, outworking everybody else. And so that's what I did, you know, 14 years old, I started working, um, you know, driving a tractor on a golf course, cutting grass and doing anything I could to make a dollar so that I could buy those shoes so that I could, you know, buy those costas or do this or that, Mm -hmm. you know, everything else that everybody else had that I didn't. You know, like I was going to find a way to work my way in and, you know, eventually I kind of made my way in, in there and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, now I need to be better than everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, that, that kind of chipped away at, um, at me for a long time until I finally realized that I've got nothing to prove.
0: Yeah. So. What do you find now, like, in in day-to-day lives, like, or day-to-day life for you, like, recently just any areas that you I mean, for me, it's... What about in, in Winnie, in, in the newborn? I mean, do, hmm. have you thought about that? Because I feel like having a kid, like, it would be really easy. I mean, you see parents all the time posting mm-hmm. their children or, like, even pride
1: that, like, I'm a mother, I'm this and that. Like, was there ever a positive side to pride? Can that be good pride? Like, I'm proud that I had this kid and I, I've, you know... I've... Yeah, I don't, you know,
2: I, I think, you know, it can certainly go overboard. Right. Um, I think in that aspect, I, I wouldn't think so. Not for me personally. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm prideful in that sense, but even what I was describing and that's where I was going. And then my mind just fried for a second, um, was it carried all the way into my workplace now, Yeah. you know, um, you know, running a business and, you know, doing this, you know, different things in that nature, um, it's very, very easy, especially if you're in a, you know, semi successful business to see what it can become. Mm-hmm. And like you just you chase it so hard. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, literally it becomes your life. Um, and I find myself in that place frequently more yeah. more than I'd like um, to where like I'm constantly chasing, you know, and I'll find myself like my, my wife gets mad at me because we'll be driving down the road and I'll pull up my phone and I'll start using a calculator. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just doing some math. And what's happening is I'm the same way. dollar be, signs yeah. are going yep. through my yep. head. yep. And I'm thinking about this business opportunity. Well, if I invest in this, well, if I do this, if we spend more money here than the returns there and the blah, 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 blah. And it is constantly on my mind 24-7. Yeah. And that's the biggest flaw for me is, you know, pride is a really tough one for me. It's, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm out there like, in front of everybody else, like, oh, I'm better than y'all, but it's like, it's I'm internal con- it's versus internal. the external. Like it's yeah. just a constant grind of like, I, I'm going to be better than yeah. everybody else.
0: So that's what Aaron and I were talking about earlier today. Um, I feel like for me, it's always, uh, the point, or, or when pride creeps up it's when I take my eyes off Jesus and I, I look to myself and that's ultimately what pride is but it's the same thing it's it, and if it's not looking at dollar signs it's going okay how do I make this mm-hmm. brand more appealing or how do I make this podcast better mm-hmm. and um and yeah you can just see I see pride you know pop up like a whack-a-mole almost and mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta hammer down all the other little areas you know, as I, as I realize them. Um, and that's that conviction. And a lot of times, you know, it just leads to confessing and repenting. And, um, you know, as hard as it is, it, I mean, it's not like when you become a Christian, like all, all the you know pride and everything like, you know, goes away. But I think as believers and as Christians, we like to think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard to, to, or it's easy to overlook. It's hard to sit down and address and go, okay, God, where have I been um shorting you on time? Where have I been, you know, boasting in myself, boasting in my work and um I think ultimately it it does lead us to a place of bondage. Well, you, um I mean
2: you have to remind yourself too like when you when you have those attributes and that's the way your mind operates. Like you have to to remind yourself and question yourself a lot and say, okay, you know i claim to be such a strong christian and you know like why am i really here you know mm-hmm. like yeah god may have known that i was going to start this business or run this business or do this or be successful in that but that's that's not why he put me here he put me here to be you know a godly or or a a christ like father a christ like husband you know he he put me here to minister to others and you know help others get you know into the kingdom of God you know it, it's not all about dollar signs mm. you know and and you have to you know when your mind works like that you have to constantly check yourself um, and if you don't it, it's very easy to go on a a long streak of you know just pridefulness I don't know what other way to put it and before you know it it's been two or three months and all you've done is focused on you you you
0: yeah mm. yeah Aaron you got any thoughts on on that, what
1: was your original Did question? <laughs> I kind of got lost in the sauce there. I don't, I don't really, I don't really. I was, I was so honed in there. I thought, I thought it was just the audience for a second there.
0: Heard <laughs> the Aaron, yeah, over there I'm over here
1: just like, you know, googly eye, like, oh, no, that's so good, that yeah, was, so right, that was here. solid,
0: yeah. We need to give you a round of applause, Aaron. Yeah, we'll hit the applause button. Yeah, thank you guys, thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> No, just talking about, um uh, I guess, like recent months, like where Pride's kind of
1: crept in Hmm. for you okay uh yeah i mean lately you know we talked about this earlier that i'm kind of in a funk right now and um my pride as i'm visualizing it now isn't necessarily like the self build-up that people mostly think pride is like i can do this. i can always do this. like where i'm at now i'm kind of like i don't know where to go but I'm having a lack of humility in knowing that there is somewhere to go. Mm. I'm kind of like stuck in a place to a point where it it, it just I, I'm just not putting my faith in the right area. And that's why earlier I said like pride is is, you know, the wrong placement of faith. Mm. And I'm kind of putting it in myself and thinking that I can, you know, switch this around, but at the same time I'm like in this funk you know, I make mistakes. And then I think, you know, I'm not worthy of something. And earlier we were talking about in Matthew 16, how in the same chapter where Jesus asked the disciples, who am I? And Simon Peter says, you know, you are the Messiah, you are the Christ, the son of God. And he's like, you're right. Like, I'm going to build my church upon you. Your name is now Peter, which is rock. And I'm gonna build my church upon this rock. Not even a, like a paragraph later. He's like, um, you know, I'm going to the cross. This is my time and I'm going to, you know, be killed and I'm going to be raised up on the third day. And uh, Peter's like, you can't do that. Like, no, 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 that, you, you, you shouldn't do that. Like, you can't, you're not allowed to do that or whatever. And he's like, get away from me, Satan. Yeah. It's like in the same chapter, he's saying, you are my rock that I'm going to build my church on. And then you are Satan. So it made me realize that I may be in a funk and it's okay to be there, but I know I'm not going to stay there. This same chapter, you know, I could be that rock. I can I can build upon this. So I guess I don't know where I started with that and All how right, I Peter. got there. But my pride is kind of, you know, not necessarily I'm too good. It's not putting, not being humble enough. I'd say, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that there is. A way, sense. I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how do we practice humility? This is there's a lot of pride in. Us talking about how to practice humility, yeah. so maybe we need to humble ourselves mm-hmm. and not talk about how to be more humble. Yeah, but <laughs> ultimately, ironic. Um, I mean, personally, I think that the you know biggest answer, you know, broad answer to this is to focus more on how to be like Jesus. Um, when we fix our eyes so much on Jesus, and I know it's a cliche answer, but it truly does make us walk in a manner that. Humbles us. You know, when we're aware of our sin, we're aware of our depravity, it really does make us just turn right to Jesus and and try to follow Him. Um,
1: That becomes with, with application, right? So, like, it is good to focus on Jesus, but it's more important to act like it. It's not like you can focus all you want and, like, read all you want, but without the application, you know the paint's right. not going to yeah. end up on the wall.
0: Yeah, I mean that's where yeah where you were led to confession, repentance, actual like change change of direction, mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's following physically following. Well, I guess we can't physically follow Jesus, but <laughs> um, actually, you know, obeying his commandments and actually you know, obedience. It's not a, you know, not a sideline Christian faith. It's, it's okay. What steps do I need to take and Mm -hmm. to become more like Christ and actually doing them? Um, yeah, you're right. It's not just like a, let me read more and okay, this makes me feel good, but no, yeah, it's, it's turning from, um, and I guess recognizing really your, your inward pride, um, and addressing it and going, okay, like I know finances aren't everything. I'm going to put some things in place to where I, I focus more on Jesus and and try to be like Him. So I think, yeah, that's a good point,
1: Aaron. Well, what are some ways that you do that that you can defeat this humility if if it is a you know it, or not defeat the humility but become more humble? If, if I think, it's a, lot of it, thing, like I think a lot I think a lot of it's
0: through like prayer, mm-hmm. confession, um, and then repentance. If you actually are making a change of heart, mm-hmm. um, actually taking action and turning from it. Um, I think most of the lukewarm Christians that pray, you know, it's a, Oh God, forgive me. I've sinned and fallen short, but they don't do anything to, to turn from their sin, which is actual repentance. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think truly through prayer, through coming up with a game plan. I mean, if it's my finances that I'm making an idol, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, Ryan, it is, it is going to be like, okay, from you know, I'm going to set some rules in place from seven in the morning to five at night. That's the only time I'm going to be able to log into this work app or, Mm -hmm. or calculate after that, I'm going to shut it off, you know, doing things that actually help you, you know, realize that, okay, these things aren't everything. Mm -hmm. They take your eyes off of them. Um, I know within like Shopify, you can like have preferences and like, if that was something that I really thought, Hey Aaron, like I've been checking this way too much. Turn it off where I can't see it. You know, there's there's certain rules that you can put in place in your life to where um, you can repent and you can actually turn from these inward desires of pride. If it's posting too much on Instagram, delete the app. Yeah. You're doing a, a social media fast, Ryan. Even just fast for like seven days. Like yeah. pick something and say, okay this might maybe if, if it's not an area like maybe maybe you're like i don't know if it is or isn't you know an idol in my life i don't know if this is like leading me to be more boastful but um you know it might be even if it might be make changes like take that action and then you'll know for sure after seven days yeah if you go man i was i was itching to post this i gotta get back on yeah. you'll know and then you you can do something about it yeah but oftentimes it's mm, that's too much work um, or man covenant eyes, you know, a hundred and $180 a year. Eh, and it's just too much money, you know? Yeah. And the reality is like, no, I mean back to the lust, you know, like we were talking about, like if you are too prideful in the things that you have and the habits that you have, you are not trying to mimic Jesus in your yeah. walk. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of marching orders to do and yeah. it's not religious. It's becoming more like Christ. Yeah. Um, which is really weird to the world. I oh mean.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. You know, well I think it's foolish to think that you can you can overcome those things on your own. You know, 100%. Like, yeah. Like we need those safeguards in place as human beings, you know, to aid us in, you know, falling into those snares and traps. Mm-hmm. Um you know, talking about covenant eyes or, you know, different things of that nature. Like a lot of times we're too prideful to say like, like, no, I, I can handle this. Right. You know, I can do it on my own. You know, I can not watch this or not do that or not say this or whatever. Um, But like as humans, like we, we are not Jesus. We strive to be that way, but you have to understand that, you know, like we are flawed human beings and, You know, because of that, there's, you know, it's wise to put things in place that are going to help you in that journey.
0: Yeah. So And you know, speaking to that point, then we'll kind of keep moving on. But um I think having a true accountability partner, yes, having somebody that you can open up to and be like, Man, like, can you pray for me in this? Like like even just that in itself is a way to humble ourselves Mm -hmm. um by sharing our flaws with others. Um, you know. You're not only doing that to help overcome sin, but you're also doing it um, just to put you in in your place. And we all need that. You know, Holden says a lot of times you need someone checking your blind spots or a trainer. He'll say, you know, hey, man, if I got lettuce in my teeth, I want you to point it out. Yeah. You know, it might not be the easiest thing to hear or tell somebody. But, you know, Ryan, if you got some lettuce in your teeth, I hope that, you know, you'd be okay with me telling you about it. Yeah. (laughs) What about getting
1: out yourself? Would you get out lettuce of a teeth?
0: Uh, I I don't know. I would not. I wouldn't get <laughs> lettuce out of Ryan's mouth. Okay, well, or Ryan's teeth. You're Not accountable enough. <laughs> All right, maybe I would. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. If that's a measure of my love for Ryan, I guess I'm, I might. Yeah. But Anyway, onward. Um, you guys got anything else on humility? Any Any practices that? I mean, it's hard. Like, I, how, did, how do you practice humility? Wow. Well, in in my opinion I think I mean there's
2: two ways to answer that question I think there's you know there's acts of humility and I think that you know not saying this religiously, but I think that performing those acts of humility, they help you get closer to where you're trying to go mm-hmm. um, and when I say that, you know if it means volunteering at a soup kitchen, if it means you know giving up a portion of your income to a charity or You know, something that, you know, just the world in general, not even a Christian would just see as hospitable. Mm -hmm. You know, something that, you know, is putting yourself to the side and being humble. Um, I think that doing those things is very effective in kind of triggering your mind and saying, like, this is this is a good thing. Like when you're in there doing it, like you feel good about yourself. Yeah. But it's also very easy if Christ is not the reason that you're doing it, it's very easy for those things to become things that you're prideful about. Yeah, um, it's very easy yeah. to be prideful about. I'm I'm the person you know that's always out helping and that's always giving to this and that's always doing that. And mm-hmm. because of that, everybody should love me. Everybody should like right. me because I'm such a good person. Um, but Christ has to be at the center. So it's it's a two edged sword. You know, I think. There are things that you can do to, you know, be more humble and they will, you know, they will humble you, but you have to do it from a place of, you know, faith, you know, that that this is not for me. This is truly for others and for, for growing the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think I kind of lost my thought there, but Aaron, you and I were talking about um, just like our works and how like even in ministry, like pride can get very much so in the way um, because all of a sudden we shift to, like you said, Ryan, like thinking that what we're doing, like thinking that God needs us. And I think that's a place that we can all, you know, wind up in bondage to is like, if we found this podcast as a hindrance, if we found it as, or the, even the swamp dog business or, um, you know, even the pastors, if they said, man, this like, I don't want to write another sermon series, this, this stinks, you know, that's a place where, um, your pride can just creep in and, and the selfishness, um, ends up ultimately, leading to bondage. So Aaron and I were talking earlier today and um we started talking about pride in the church and pride in ministry. And we started thinking like the things that we're doing, like God needs us. Like he needs our podcast. So like I'm gonna boast in like my works. And Ryan, it ultimately leads back to what you're saying, like that when we start thinking like, okay, what I'm doing is benefiting God, that's a place of pride too. And so I think we need to really check ourselves And, you know, say, okay, am I doing this from the heart out of an overflow of like, like, is this Christ in me that's doing this or is this me and Christ? Mm -hmm. And JD mentioned that in his sermon this past weekend, but it's like, it's not you and Christ. Like God, God does not need you. Um, You know, he's obviously thankful and like your works are glorifying him. But ultimately if this podcast went away, like, it's not like God would be like, oh man, like that was... (laughs)
1: I was really counting on was, that. <laughs> yeah. I was
0: banking on that. Like, no, yeah, not at all. And so, yeah, I think, I think pride in ministry, it's, it's just interesting to think about too. Um, I think about some of these, you know, social media pastors too, that just ride the coattails of current events and they just bash on that, bash on that. And it's like taking pride in like what's happening to gain an audience, you know? And that's not every pastor out there on social media, just saying like, you see it a lot of times, like all the, you know, pr- the, Pride, you know, lesbian and gay and all that stuff, transgender stuff. Um, you see it, you know, people talking about Democrats, Republicans, this and that. And often I think it's, you know, them writing and like being, having so much pride and like that they're good at talking about these current events or things when the reality is like, they're not focused on Jesus. They're focusing on, you know, what message they can get out to then better their ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think I think we need to check our hearts often, too. And just sitting around this table, it's like the the reality is God does not need this. Yeah.
2: Um, A perfect example of that is if 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 you haven't seen Jesus Revolution, the movie, you should watch it. Oh, I've been wanting to Uh, watch that. Great movie. Amazing movie. You know, but that's a perfect example of pride of ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it gets to the point where he, he says, you know, they're here for me. Yeah. You know, they're here for what I can do. And it's like, bro, you've missed the whole picture. Yeah. Like, you know, they're here for God. You know, you're just a messenger. Yeah. You know, he can strip that away in a, in a minute.
0: Yeah. And you kind of see it in the movie where like he starts taking on like his own like habits and rituals and things yeah. and like, and it just doesn't work the same. Yeah. And like, you can see that his pride takes over and you know, the magic is lost almost. You can yeah. say, yeah. um, so yeah, that's, that's crucial. Um, But I know we're we're coming up on, uh, we're going to try and keep these around 30 minutes. But um, I think one thing to note um, in Matthew 4, um, Jesus, well, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And so I thought it was really interesting that Satan tempts Jesus with an opportunity to have everything. So he, he basically dangles pride in front of Jesus in that sense. Um, and so, you know, I think that there's something there to be said about like our hearts and how that's really, it just has so much gravity. Like our pride has so much gravity, um, that Satan would use that on Jesus. And I thought it was just really interesting to, to think about, um, and so, yeah. Any any last comments on that? I don't think so. I think it was a pretty good whirl. Yeah. I think this uh the series has been interesting. Thanks to you, Ryan, for coming up with the idea. Um, I think the spiritual bondage is just something people don't think about. Um, you know, we like to see it as like, Oh, I'm going through a a lull or you know, I've got anxiety or this and that, but it's really, it really is a, a place that you can be mentally, um, that you can escape out of, um,
1: with, but you got to be careful what you escape to or what your means of escape is right? because yeah. that ultimately will become
0: yeah, what you're enslaved. Yeah, about. true true. freedom is in Christ, in God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we should turn to. Um, if you guys listen and have any suggestions on future series or, um, you know, any ideas of w- what we should do, please send us a DM on Instagram or email. Um, we'd love to, you know, pick brains with any of you guys out there and, um, see what we can talk about. Uh, I know we're going to do a few interviews, um, coming up and then we're going to do some planning and, uh, hopefully just have a year packed full of content and discussion, um, uh, around the Bible, around Jesus and a little bit outdoors too. Yep. So. Right on. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you all for listening in, and uh, go shop, swampdog.com.
1: That's a nice plug right there at the end. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) See you all later. Y'all take
0: it easy.